The following podcast contains rude words and spoilers about a very average movie. We watch it. We watch it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We Watched a Thing with Billy and Dave. I can see by Dave's face that I've thrown him off with that little intro there, based. <laughs> we mustn't. We mustn't moan. Not today. Not on Rex Manning Day. <laughs> Happy Rex Manning Day, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to explain my art to you, Warren. (laughs) All right, but we're not here to talk about Empire Records, even though I wish we were. We're here to talk about the latest entry in the MCU, The Marvels. Ain't that right, mate? Yeah, we are. All right, I'm actually really excited for this one. Um, I know that you were really keen and looking forward to this movie. I was too. I loved the first one. I love Brie Larson. I was looking forward to this. So let's get into it. The Marvels is a 2023 American superhero film based on Marvel Comics. Uh, It is the sequel to Captain Marvel and a continuation of the television series Miss Marvel, as well as being the 33rd film in the MCU. That's Jesus Christ. Directed by Nia DaCosta, who co-wrote the screenplay with Megan McDonnell and Alyssa Karasik. Uh, And it stars, of course, Brie Larson, Tayona Paris, Iman Vellani, um, Zor Ashton, Gary Lewis, Park Seo Jun, Zenebia. You're doing Troth. great. Keep going. I wasn't expecting this movie <laughs> to have so many tough names. Mohan Kapoor. I think it's Zawe Ashton. I'm not entirely okay. sure. And, and here's, a, here's a nice easy one. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> and Who? What is it about, mate? It's about various marvellous people. Um, we bring together... Captain Marvel, um, the other Captain Marvel slash Photon, and Miss Marvel, who all find themselves mashed together when their powers cause them to switch bodies and all sorts of fun shenanigans. Meanwhile, um, Ronan the Accuser's bitchy successor over on Harla has decided (laughs) that she wants vengeance on Captain Marvel um, for, as we find out, just destroying their entire world. Um, and yeah, battles ensue, um, with, you know, some cats. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of cats. All right. Let's get straight into it then. Like I said at the top, I know that you were really looking forward to this one as was I. Um, so hit me up, hit me with it. What were your thoughts on this film? I liked it. Okay. It was fun. It was, it's a good film. I know a lot of people are shitting all over it. Um, <clears throat> poor Brazula. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I have listened to all, the, you know, and and there are a number of, and I'm sure we'll get to each of them in turn. But there are a number of criticisms being leveled at it. Um, some of which have some validity. There were some reshoots, rewrites, and things. There's a little bit of messiness there, but overall, I think the uh, our three leads and the chemistry between them yeah. more than carry this film. I think. The um, Nia Costa has done a good job directing it. It's nice and fucking tight. No bloody Russo brothers three and a half fucking hours here. Yeah. It's a nice tight hundred odd minutes. Um, I could have even done with it being a bit longer, to be honest. Yeah. But I think it's a good time. I really enjoyed it. I will see it again. Okay. I yeah. think after a very tepid start, phase five is kind of right in itself. This is now two 
good films in phase five, which after the films in phase four, I think is a, a big fucking step up. Can I ask you this? And I think I know the answer to this. You have watched Miss Marvel, yeah? Well, yeah, I was going to get... Yeah, okay. I, I come not- at this having seen all of WandaVision, all of Miss Marvel... So the lack of character development. What about the, which, the Nick Fury shit? What's that? Is that Secret Wars, Invasion Wars, or something? I've also watched all of that, although I wouldn't recommend that to anyone. And okay. I mean, there there is a whole bigger mess with the MCU and Marvel at the moment. hundred percent. As a result of Jonathan Majors, Rider Strikes, all the rest of it. This film was supposed to come out before Secret War, um, Secret Invasion, which would have made a lot more sense in terms of the whole scroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sideline, but um, whatever. Here's here's my thing before we get into it. Again, I, I didn't hate this movie. I didn't. I'm actually really torn on it. And I'm disappointed that I'm torn on it because I wanted to love it. I really yeah, liked the first Captain Marvel. My biggest disappointment is that this movie is absolutely failing at the like no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's disappointing. Yeah, it, it's it not is doing very poorly. It's failing. And my biggest problem with that is that there is a percentage of incels in the world who are going to look oh, at these box office numbers and blame fucking... it on... It's, it's fucking ridiculous. And that's why I wanted to come out here and say, no, this movie's really great. Um, yeah, no, I get you. Unfortunately, it's, it, for me, it's not a great movie. And the MCU... Look, I've never been a giant fan. I think there's been some great movies. There's been some shit movies, even in phase one and two. But... I think that it's in a real mess right now. And it's easy to blame Jonathan Majors and Rider Strike. It was in a mess well before that. It's been in a mess ever since Endgame came out. And I think that the biggest problem for me is the introduction of the TV shows and the oversaturation. Because as a casual Marvel viewer, like I still haven't even seen all the movies. I've never seen um, Winter Soldier which mm. I know sounds absolutely ridiculous. It is. But, it is absolutely ridiculous. But even without... <laughs> and I never saw the first Captain America. And yet, you know what? I put on Civil War, had no troubles following it. You watch Avengers, yep. have no trouble but following it's, it. And, and I think the, the problem gets incrementally harder to surmount the further you go. Uh, Julio and I touched on this a bit when we did our marathon 90 odd minute um, guardians three <laughs> episode don't put two marvel nerds on a thing by the with, without a non-marvel nerd because we just won't stop um neither of us have a problem because we're we, we come from a background of comic reading where you just accept if you get into this sort of genre but part of the expectation is I am making a commitment to keep up with all the different things or I know I'm going to miss some shit. See, I disagree disagree with that. I think that's, in a sense, it's unfair. But as one of the people that buys into that, I, I, that's part of the, one of the things I enjoy is keeping track of all this stuff See, and making sure that I watch all the different things. You know what, though? Here's here, a couple of notes there. Firstly, I actually disagree with that. I used to be quite a big comic reader. And yes, a lot of the older ones, you very much had to keep up. I feel like it was by about the 90s they didn't do as much of that. And if there was something you really needed yeah, to know... See, that's when I started uni and started bubble. drinking and seriously <laughs> drinking and smoking pot and I stopped buying comics. By in the 80s, used, though. <laughs> yeah, but by, by the 90s, they usually put in a little bubble, even if it just said, check out issue such and such. Even if it didn't tell you... Yeah, anything, yeah, sure. They'd put in a little bubble to give you some background. My second issue is there's a big difference between reading a 23-page comic book and watching eight hours of a TV oh, yeah. show that's I'm, not I made good. that point to Julio. So he, he was even more on this than I was. And I 
I did level a criticism yeah, at Disney. Disney is very much sit back as the overlords of entertainment and go, we're Disney. You either subscribe to our streaming service and watch all of our shows, or you're but, not going to understand you know, again, this multi-million again, dollar I've, movie it's easy, and fuck you. But again, it's easy to blame Disney, but it's 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 it, this is a Kevin Feige problem. Disney may have said you have to give us content for it, Disney+. Is, is it a Feige? Because it, it, the Disney... The, the, where this has really gone up a notch is, as you said, with the introduction of Disney Plus and all of the streaming shows. It was, you know, before that, yes, you had to watch the movies in succession, but that was like... But even then you didn't Initially, have to... two, two, three movies a year, and, and well, yeah. even then you could skip ones, as, as you've done, and you could still follow shit. Since the Disney Plus introduction and the advent of the shows, you literally... I mean, no, this is Multiverse of Madness... Thing. Is a is a is a shit film anyway for a number of reasons, but it's doubly shit if you haven't watched WandaVision. Yeah. That movie makes no sense if you but, haven't watched all of WandaVision. And, and here's my thing: it's easy to blame. Sure, Disney may have said you have to give us content for Disney Plus, but this is a writing problem and it's a steering of the ship problem by Kevin Feige because a lot of those early movies they weren't as connected as people think. It may have been something in a post credit scene that just kind of alluded to the next one. Very few oh, you, of Phase no, you, 1 you, you are completely right. Very the the Infinity Saga was a very yes. loose thread that overhangs exactly. oh, uh, that, that, those films. And, and it, Thanos was not this overarching presence. Through, that's you, right. di- you didn't even hear his name until... Only no. comic uber-comic fans would have recognised the sort of slight side view of not yeah. Josh Brolin, whoever 100%. the actor was. It, was, yeah. it was very small, more Easter eggs that tied those first it, 18 Yeah, exactly, well put. And now we're at the point where, look, even if Disney said you have to give us 10 shows for the streaming service, they all could have been like what if. Like they all could have been, yeah, true. you know, content that you They could have been, look, She-Hulk. I, uh, She-Hulk. She-Hulk is one fantastic. of the best things the, the MC, that Marvel MC have done show. in the last five years. Yeah. And it's... Pretty much completely standalone, apart from Daredevil Easter eggy type stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's complete so standalone. That is my biggest problem with this film: is that it's not. It's just it's not a film. It's not a movie. This isn't a movie. I spent the first twenty five minutes having no clue what was going on. I like honestly, they don't introduce or give us anything about Miss Marvel's character. I still don't know where she got her powers from. I assumed it was from the bracelet, but at the end, she doesn't no, have the bracelet and still has powers. They she, don't she's, say that she's acknowledged as a as a mutant. Movie. Yeah, and and that's why I think we've got completely different um, experiences out of this. Is because I came into this film knowing who Miss Marvel was, knowing her family, no, you know that whole family dynamic. Yes. was familiar and warm and it was fun to be back with them. Whereas if I hadn't watched Miss Marvel, I would have been going, who are these people? Yeah. yeah. So, look, I mean, we've spent 10 minutes now not even talking about the movie yet. So let's get <laughs> here's, here's what I did like, which I'll start with first. Because like I said, I'm, I'm actually really torn on the movie. I, I'm I, surprised you liked it as much as it seems you did, given that well, you would have come in not knowing who two thirds of the main characters were. And it's not given you, none of it is explained to you until none maybe halfway through where you're sort even of spoon it's, even fed when it's some crumbs. It's not explained. Um, you know, like I did watch all of WandaVision, uh, but mind you, that was how many years ago did that come out now? Three. 
And yeah. uh, oh, more maybe. It wasn't know. until Monica Rambo said I walked, I walked through a witch's hex that I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I vaguely remember that. She's not a big part of that show. No, <laughs> Duh. no, not at all. Cat like, Dennings has more screen time. Hundred <laughs> percent. Give me more Cat Dennings. Cat Dennings is who I want in the MCU. I love Darcy. <laughs> Thor: The Dark World is an underrated movie. Um, so I was, I, I just found that it wasn't a movie. But back to what I did like. I liked the three leads. I think that they they have a good chemistry together. Like they're great individually, but they're great together as well. I think all three of them yeah. do a great job in this film. I think that when the movie is fun, it is fun. Like I think that when it leans more into that kind of comedy fun side of things, except for maybe one scene, which I'm sure you know what I'm going to talk about. I think most of it lands pretty well. Um, yeah. But yeah, for me, my biggest issue was the screenplay. It's just not a very. It's it's not even a movie. Like I said, I can't I can't even compare this screenplay to other film screenplays because it isn't one. Like it doesn't have a decent narrative structure. The villain is complete trash. I didn't know who she was, and even when they explain it towards the end, why not give us that up front? It doesn't make any sense, Dave. <laughs> I mean, I think. She and her motivations. I think she's copying a lot. She's one-dimensional, sure. The motivations, I think, make sense. I I don't think there are logical problems with her plan. I think it's a a crazy supervillain plan, but but it makes sense. She is combining fixing her homeworld with her personal vendetta against Captain yeah, Marvel. Which is and, fine. And to me, that made sense. I agree. My they issue don't... is they don't give us those motivations until the final 20 minutes. We spend the whole time... But is, it, we don't is that a problem? Why. Because for, for, the re- for, for that part of the film, none of our heroes know why this is happening. So I didn't have a problem with us not but our, knowing our heroes, until they found out. There is a... Di- there's a I think there's a big difference in this film, though, because this isn't... Firstly, it's not a mystery film. We're not following... There is no protagonist in this film that we're following, for example. We open the film with the villain. We're seeing Mm. that as the audience. None of the characters are there for that. We're seeing that, and yet they still don't give us even any breadcrumbs of anything until the final 20 minutes. No, I think they they give us the we're trying to fix our homeworld side of things. The only bit, the, the the missing piece is obviously why she's picking the planets that she's picking. From memory, and that they is only even give us the fixing the homeworld thing after she basically destroys the first or second planet. I think it's only after they take the air back um, that we see her on the planet and she's like, and, you know, soon we'll have light and stuff. Um, oh, it's, it's, as soon as they open, go to open, as soon as she goes to open that first, first portal, she explains what it is. You know, we don't have atmosphere, we're taking yours. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, does the kind of fake olive branch of, and we'll relocate you scroll people because yeah. of the accord, blah, 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 which is all bullshit. But um, <laughs> I, I I thought they, her motivations I, I thought were unveiled at the appropriate junctures. Um, I like the fact that we didn't get the kind of personal vendetta bit until later when you see the flashback of her actually being there when, um, Captain Marvel literally destroys their world. Yeah, I was just going to ask you that as well. Is that something that I've missed or is that completely new information? To no. Us? Uh, so so Captain Marvel, she ends, I think, one of the final things is her leaving um, baby Monica Rambeau, Lieutenant Trouble and, and Maria Rambeau, and saying, I'll be back soon. I've got to go and, you know, the, the Supreme Intelligence and I have got a discussion to have or whatever. And she scoots off to 
go and confront the supreme intelligence but we don't actually see beyond that she just sort of flies off that's what i thought because that's my that's my other big problem with this is not only the stuff that i'm obviously missing from the tv shows i haven't kept up with to me it this feels like i'm missing huge chunks of of everything like i feel like from my memory the last time we saw captain marvel really was in captain marvel and a very brief appearance in endgame and oh she's she's we, fairly prominent in endgame she from right at the beginning when she saved tony like we haven't seen her in like anything since and i gotta tell you i can't remember the last time i saw nick fury either i feel like captain marvel was the last time i saw nick fury <laughs> <laughs> i was just trying to remember the order of things it, samuel l jackson just just been fucking everything so i, I don't um, think he's and, been and, and i've just i've MCU sat through phase four was he in any of phase four yeah. Well, he had his own fucking TV show that was very skippable. Um, <laughs> uh, let me think. Phase four. Because <sighs> I, I just kind of felt like they were almost entirely different characters. The the Captain Marvel we get in this, while I like her and I like Brie Larson, is nothing like how I remember Captain Marvel in the first one. Same with Nick Fury. Nick Fury seems to just be whoever he needs to be be based on the genre of film i just i didn't feel like any of these characters were who i'd seen previously yeah i mean we and i'm sure a lot of this is down to release dates jumping around and stuff but it it is a bit of a mess when they built this sort of well probably not shield saber whatever the fuck they're called now this space station thing with the with the cool elevator thing that he goes up and down in. Yeah. Um, I don't know when that came about and and they got that technology. It's just it's just a thing, I suppose. Um there's a lot of Fury Scroll stuff that I think well I have a feeling may have been clearer and um unfolded it in, in in a more in in a clearer way before all of these shows and movies got shuffled around and I'm sure bits and pieces were lost along the way because you had Fury going off with uh, the scrolls and we had Talos being Nick Fury for a while. Um, I don't think it's ever really clear how long that is, whether he, what we thought was Fury was actually a scroll for some of these things. I don't know. Um, Secret Invasion is a mess of a show. Right. Um, it it should have been amazing. It had a great premise. It was poorly delivered and out of sync. You know, it should have occurred at a different point within the the timeline of movies and shows. So yeah, it's it's all a bit of a mess. So I, I'm kind of trying to just look at the Marvels as an isolated. You know, did well, I? That's the thing. I wish ignoring I could. the bigger picture. I wish I could, but I can't <laughs> because the movie itself doesn't give us the chance to do that. Yeah, I feel and, like and I you're feel missing like pieces. I feel like I'm overtaking the discussion with my negativity. So please hit us <laughs> up with some of the things that you did like about the Marvels. Oh look, I think Iman, uh, what's her name, Valani. Iman Valani, I think is is gold. I think she's one of the best additions to the MCU oh, in I'll the last few what, years. One thing I'm actually very excited for, the first MCU thing I've been excited for in ages, is the Teen Avengers because I like her. Yeah, um, I know that. Uh, I think it's well, we Zoe get the Dutch nice uh, Catherine. Um, they look the same. Haley Steinfeld. Right. Okay. You, the new Hawkeye. Uh, no, no, Kate no, Bish- no, no, no. Um, 
Who are we talking about? Oh, uh, uh, Ant Man's daughter, Cassie. Lane. Oh, Catherine uh, Newton. Catherine uh, Newton. Catherine yes. Newton. Big fan of her. I'm really excited for yep. her to join in there. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, and, and that was a, a, a nice little uh, final scene where she rocks up to because I mean you know what a big Seinfeld fan and Hawkeye was a great TV show. In fact, with the exception of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the Phase Four TV shows were all good shows. Okay. Sorry, Paul. I know you just got through <laughs> fucking saying they were all trash. You're wrong. They were all good apart from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which had its own production issues and there's a reason it's a complete mess. All of the other shows were solid, well-made shows. I'm on record saying I love them. The Phase 4 movies were by and large shit with two exceptions, but the shows, I think, were really strong. Yeah. Um so uh marvels what else um i've heard criticism about the that the, the, there was no consistency in the rules you know sometimes there's the power no switch, yeah, sometimes they didn't. Shits. no no it's completely no, consistent no it's not they, it's not they, consistent in any they way spell out no, they, they switch don't. when they use their powers at the same time. I actually don't remember that being said. I've heard that in it, reviews it, afterwards, it is but said. I don't remember they did, no, being said. Because I was watching the film going, oh, why didn't they switch then? And yeah. then they actually say when we use, and then you get a little um, cool little the, montage the where, they, montage. where they're practicing. Yeah, they're I practicing syncing it up so that, that they nice. could fight well. That was um, nice, but and, the, and it's not consistent. It was consistent. No, it's not. It only happened when they used their powers at the same time. and it's only powers, though. And yes, this is for you and Paul Brazula. It's light-based powers. The whole thing is that they have um, light-based powers, Which and, again, th- and they there never are explained. there are reasons they did. What are Captain Monica Rambo's light-based <laughs> powers? What are her light-based powers? She can she creates light. Not all of her powers are light-based. She can fly. She's got super strength. She's got a number of different things that are not related to the switching pole. So when she doesn't switch when she fucking flies because that's not part of her light base. She can create light. Monica Rambo can see a, and all the spectrums of light and become tra- um, pass through things and, and and become light and that sort of thing. And Miss Marvel can create hard light, so um, okay. turn light uh, into a physical, yeah. you know, All form, I know is it was which inconsistent. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it wasn't. So when they simultaneously use their light-based powers, that is when they switch because Captain Marvel and Photon or, or Monica both touch this uh, yeah, I don't thing at the, at the same time, how which did, is how did that what kicked them off. How did that tie in Miss Marvel? Well, Miss Marvel has the other one of the bracelets, so yep. she's linked with our villainess. So she's linked with the stuff that she creates as well, which is why they need the gauntlet things too. And, and so let me ask end. you this as well, because this also made no sense to me because they never explained Miss Marvel. So she has her own powers. Does she get any powers from that bangle, or is that? I think it's it's like an amplifier for her. So the reason her, her mutant abilities were kickstarted when she got the her her one of the two gauntlet things. Uh, the quantum bracelets or whatever they're called. She got that and that unlocked and, and that's what um, awoken her mutant abilities gotcha. to create hard light. And they, it, because they're also like an amplifier. So one of them, she can do more than she probably could without it. Two of them, you can fucking change the universe. It's, it's like, okay. a, you know, Thanos gauntlet sort of thing power-wise. So their powers are all linked and they're all linked to 
what the villainess is doing, D- yeah. Durban or whatever her name is, she, you know, she's a nothing. Um, <laughs> so that's why they're switching with one another because they're all linked to what's happening and it's only their light-based powers yeah. that it's happening with. So Captain Marvel <laughs> can fly. She's got super strength and stuff. That's irrelevant because that's not connected to what's happening. She's got a lot of powers. Captain Marvel is fucking OP off the charts yeah. as we oh, yeah, yeah, know yeah. from Endgame. Yeah. So her flying doesn't matter. Her being super strong doesn't affect it. It's when she shoots, you know, light out of her hands or whatever. Yeah, okay. Create when he, when she creates light, and they need to happen simultaneously. And I haven't gone through on freeze frame, but I reckon it's consistent. All I can say all is, the way as through. a viewer, I spent the entire movie thinking it was completely inconsistent. I don't remember them ever saying out loud that it had to be simultaneous. Oh, I liked they the did because I, and I thought that was really nice. Um, but yeah, I, I did not get that at all. <laughs> all right. Moving on. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I did think that there, there were obviously the inconsistencies and, and the lacking bits with the script, which I assume came from the reshoots and stuff being cut and whatever, because this movie cost a fuckload for a hundred minute film. And, and yeah. I'm not, I mean, I thought the effects were all fantastic. I did the CGI. Yeah, I thought same. Was, I thought, was I thought it was a good looking film. Yeah. I still don't know why it was 200 and fucking 70 million or whatever. Well, I can tell um, you that money didn't go to the VFX artists. <laughs> no, because Marvel hates people. Um, I think the fight scene choreography was pretty great yep, throughout. I agree. Yeah. When you've got three people with different powers moving in different ways and changing places, I think the choreography was actually pretty fucking good. Um, I think the, I mean, I'm on board for Flurkins in every movie, but I think the use of them within the plot and was, was very cleverly done. Yeah. And yep. it led to some awesome stuff when they had memories playing. Yeah. That was, that was, <laughs> it, was fun. it was yeah. so much fun. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. Villain motivation, obviously lacking. I didn't have a problem with it because I didn't really care about the villain. I was only there to see our three heroines interacting. You could have had anything but as the villain, you know really. I, I guess that's my biggest Which I know, I know it's a writing. I know it's a failing with the writing, but it's a failing that I, didn't bother me because I didn't care who the villain see, was. I think, I think the it's, villain was a MacGuffin for me. See, I think it's a bigger failing because of that. I mean, yes, I think villains inherently are stronger when you understand their motivations and can be on side with them. But I think it's deeper than that because this movie asks you to sympathize with her and you genuinely Oh, you think? Hundred percent. I don't her planet I don't was think destroyed. it destroyed. Her planet I, was destroyed. I, she I, like I think the movie um, no, 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 you could asks go. you to sympathize with this character and to almost feel bad for her. You know, in that final the final battle was a real mess for me when um you know, her and Captain Marvel kind of work, and Captain Marvel's like, you know, I can use my powers to reignite your son. And then randomly out of nowhere, she just attacks them again. <laughs> and it just, it just doesn't track for me at all because they've built her up as this kind of sympathetic character and it, it just didn't work for oh, me. See, I, I had a different take completely. I didn't have any sympathy to her at all. And and I liked her. I, 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 I liked her since British whatever sitcom she was in with yeah, Jack Whitehall. But I had no sympathy for her. I had sympathy for the Cree 
as a as a concept. Yeah, and I th- I really liked that Captain Marvel, who up to this point has been almost this godlike power figure, you know, more powerful than Thor. Yeah. Um, to suddenly have her realize that she hasn't come back to Earth because she's sort of in this self-imposed exile because of the horrendous things that she's done, and yeah. and the that unlike superheroes in general. She went to do this big thing and it was an abject failure that probably resulted in near genocide. Yeah. She turned off a planet's sun and doomed them all to darkness. Um, I, I loved that. That, that was a, a, a side to Captain Marvel, which I think was a massive plus for someone who's just been this kind of glowing figure of almost godlike power to know that, when you've got that much power and you do something wrong, the repercussions See, are phenomenal. I agree, phenomenal. but I don't think that was played with enough. You know, like, he, so here's my other thing. I'm one of the biggest advocates there is for the 90-minute film. But <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna say something that sounds crazy here. This film needed I would have liked this to be longer. 20 minutes at least. Like, we needed to yeah. actually dive into that stuff because we didn't. You're right. That's a fun idea to play with for a character like this and you don't. It's I did need to, I could have there. done with a little bit more existential crisis. I think Brie Larson did well with the scenes and brief though it was when you finally realise why she didn't go back and she has some nice moments with um, Monica um, you know, so you didn't come back because you didn't think, you know, you didn't want us to see this side. All of that I thought was nice, but I, yeah, I could have done with more than more of that. Yeah. And I can understand that you and people who hadn't watched the shows could yeah. really have done with more character development. 100%, um, yeah. yeah, I would have liked this to be longer. Um, I, uh, yeah, completely. Um, I liked the end scene with Kate Bishop. The mid-credits thing, I, I have no idea what to make of that. Oh really? I don't know. I don't know if it was just kind of a, as almost every Marvel film since Endgame has done. If it's just a wanky fan service throwaway Easter egg thing for people to go, oh, um, or if God forbid it actually means something for the future. Well, yeah, I mean, look, we're a, we're a spoiler filled podcast. We say that up front. There's spoilers, so let's let's just say it. Yes, in the mid credit scene, um, photon wakes up and she sees Beast from the X-Men as played by yep. Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> yeah. Although this isn't Kelsey Grammer in a suit. This is a CG Beast with Kelsey Grammer's voice, I think. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I, look, I don't know. We know that the X-Men are joining the MCU. That's something that we know. But are we really bringing... Is the, is the way that's happening going to be bringing Singer's universe back? No, or my assumption is, is this that a... that's the alternate universe. Kind of like how in Multiverse of Madness we got the Fantastic oh, Four, but they are not the same Fantastic Four that we're eventually going to no, get. No, that, that, that's what I... Yeah, that, I that was think that that's an array of fan service wankery. Here's your Captain Carter um, that I, you got from What If. Here's unless the only, Krasinski that everyone wanted. Yeah, the, the only thing I can wonder, and, and again, I, I think that the MCU is just in writing shambles. I don't think that That's honestly a mess. they announce all these movies like they've announced, you know, the Kang Dynasty and stuff. They announced I, them I before think, they've even started writing well, them, which the I think thing. is a I don't terrible think idea. They planned the plot line up to that point. So 
I mean, the only thing I can think is that maybe Photon trying to get home is going to disrupt well, my, the universes and can... bring those X-Men with her. Like, I don't know. My my prediction... Um... <laughs> Another. I don't have a sound drop the way you do, but my Dave's big prediction. Um, big and I did this with big Hall. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just showing off. I, I did this with Julio when I predicted the way, what I thought was going to be how they were going to introduce the X Men, um, and I stand by that. I think Kitty Pride's going to be one of the first ones to come in. I think that this mid credit scene is basically just. Fan Easter egg. I think I think we will get Photon back, but I think it's going to be some throwaway thing where um, it won't be the Maria the, this weird <laughs> weird Maria Rambo version of binary. You know, in this alternate universe, she's binary instead of Carol Danvers. Fine, whatever. She's got both the gauntlets, so she can open portals and shit. There'll be some throwaway thing where she opens a portal, sends Mar- Monica back because I don't think we're done with Monica. I think she'll return. I don't think we're getting Kelsey Grammer Beast or any of that. I think that's yeah. that was a, a cute thing for a mid-credits thing to throw people off. Yeah. And I think X-Men are coming in a different way. And I think I, I think there will probably be something at the end of Deadpool 3 yeah. that hints at that. Um, that's my prediction. Right. Um, it would what be- do we think is going to happen with... Phase five and Kang. Have you got thoughts? I couldn't give a shit. (laughs) Like the only thing I've seen Kang in is um, fucking Quantumania, which wasn't great anyway. I don't give a shit. Like honestly, we've recut. Like when did we even first get what's his face as as Thanos? Before, like he didn't come in until maybe the third time we'd seen Thanos, and before that, only because because blob. Like, yeah, but it wasn't even a full face. It was like, you know, a little bit inside view, just showing like, that um, Ronan care. wasn't the big bad. There was something, Re- something recast, bigger. Don't recast. Like, again, they announced well, these movies I, like I six years I don't understand just... why they haven't already recast. Oh, I don't know. It's not a bit. It, it's not a bit. It's already inconsistent. Every, so we've got Kang and we've seen now one, two, three, four, at least five variants of Kang we've now seen. Well, and I mean, even, and even they, they're characters. all they're all been played by Jonathan Majors, but we've also seen about five variants of Loki who have all been different. Only one of them has been Hiddleston. One's been yeah. Sylvia Woman. One's been a fucking crocodile. One's been Richard E. Grant. We know we've already shown that variants don't look the same. But so else, why is recasting a big that, deal? Like, I mean. Fucking Ed Norton was the Hulk for one movie, and then we go to Terrence Howard. Like, yeah, it just it just doesn't. Rowdy. I, honestly, I couldn't care less because just they announced no. these movies so far, which in is why like I, I, said, I, I don't find it so bizarre that anyway. It, traditionally, anyone who's where there's sort of and, and no idea whether Majors is guilty or innocent. It seems like he's not a particularly good guy, but he might be innocent. Doesn't matter. It's in all previous instances, Disney has. I mean, Disney didn't fucking mess about recasting Johnny Depp as Grindelwald in the that fucking Harry Disney, Potter spin off. Is that? Yeah, I thought Disney owned Pirates of no. the Caribbean. Oh, Pirates. The, uh, sorry, I thought you were talking sorry, about. Sorry, no, no, Harry not Potter. Pirates of the. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm muddling the two together. Yeah, 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 you're right. It is WB. Yeah, that's um, WB. Who, but yeah, which is, but the, it's funny though that they recast him, but then they. Put out the Flash with Ezra Miller, who's also in Fantastic Beasts. I, I don't. I think none that was too expensive to, to change. None of um, that makes sense to me. But but 
they were very, you know, Depp was very quick to be changed over. Ed Norton didn't even have a court case, just a bit of an asshole on set, apparently. Yeah. Don't want him back. Okay. Yeah. You know, they they change people at the drop of a hat. Tim, poor Tim Hutton, heart and soul of, of um, leverage, had, you know, pending accusations that were all proven to be un, untrue and false. The poor guy was completely innocent, but he's not in the bloody reboot of leverage. He was given, he was fired from that. So there's a track record of people being gotten rid of well in advance of knowing if they're guilty or innocent. Yeah. Honestly, the whole Jonathan Majors thing is just um, distractions from the real problems at the MCU. Like I said, the MCU has been there for much longer. And I think they're using... That's why they haven't recast him, because they want to use it as this like, oh, look, you know, our hands are tied. This is is why the MCU is a mess right now. And it's like, no, mate, no. Get your shit together, Feige. Um, they just they need to pull their finger out and sort yeah. the bloody mutant shit out as well. I don't I don't think they know how to introduce them, and that's why it keeps dragging yeah. on and on yeah. because they do, they don't know how to do it. Yeah, I would be remiss to let the conversation end without asking your thoughts on the musical planet because I know that you're a fan of a musical. <laughs> uh, oh look, it's I don't think you need to be a fan of a. It's not a musical number. It's it's a, it's a fun it's a fun moment. And I think it landed. I enjoyed See, here's, here's it. Here's my I, problem. I, I liked Brie La- the way Brie Larson dealt with it. I, th- I think it was very funny. Um, I, I I liked it. See, I think it was, it was, it was, it's a weird choice. I don't get why they did it, but I enjoyed it. It, it struck me as very uh, Whedon. Even just the arrangement of the song reminded me of um, Once More With Feeling, Buffy. But... It just didn't. It just didn't land for me at all. It just. To, it, I didn't to me, find I, it fun I, or funny. I just. It, it, it wasn't annoying. even a whole song. It was. It was a. Oh, it was much longer than it was I thought a, it was going to be. It, <laughs> <laughs> it was an. It was an excuse for a joke. It. It, it, it wasn't a musical. It, it wasn't a whole song. The focus was always on Brie Larson and how uncomfortable she was and but then she was, that, into see it. and that was and, the problem and the because then she breaks and... into song even stronger than he does that was the problem mm. for me oh it's... no but that's the punchline is that she's sort of embarrassed by it and and no. sort of hedging the, around the why line. they're all leaning up to the it the punchline and... is her saying oh he's bilingual that was the only bit that made <laughs> that whole scene funny her, oh her come on! Well was so much worse. Kamala Khan Khan uh, getting into the dancing, nah, Monica not, dancing, and then realizing that everyone had already stopped. <laughs> not a fan. It, it just, was great. It, it wasn't me. as good as the Flurkins with memories. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. But I enjoyed it. All right. So all in all, how are you scoring the marbles out of ten? I was going to be about a six and a half, but fuck it, I'm going a seven just because you and Priscilla are so <laughs> negative. You Look, could take your negatron again, and, and shove I, it. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to be negative at all. I really wanted to like this movie, if for nothing else, to stick it to the fucking people out there who are just oh, it's so woke. Oh, like, fuck God, there's assholes out there. I really wanted to like it, and the bits that were fun were fun, but I'm a four. And my, like I said, this it's not a movie. I'll never watch it again. And I don't know why I would watch it again because it's not, there's no cohesive story. The, the structure is not good. There's just nothing 
there for me that made this work as a film. That's a cohesive story. There's really their not. powers <laughs> are switching and they're fighting against the bad Kree. And yeah, so again, the bits that, the bits that were fun were fun. I liked the chemistry between the three leads, but it just I just couldn't. It just didn't work for me on any level. So. Oh. I'm sorry. Julio, I need I'm you on sorry. this episode. Well, I tr- I reached out to our, our good friend Sam Hurley from Movie Reviews and 20 Qs, and he was going to hop on, but uh, apparently he's about to black out right now. They are a couple of hours ahead of us. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll chat with those guys at some point about this for show. Uh, yeah. But before we get on to next week, let's move over to some listener feedback and see what other people think of the state of the MCU. Yeah, well, we're going to do a top five marbles or something. I can't even remember oh, we now. Can do something like that. Why not? Because over on the Facebook uh, listener community, hashtag join now, uh, I asked the listeners what their top three or worst three MCU films were. So Kelly Kearns Brockington came back with both. She said the best are Endgame, Thor Ragnarok, and Captain America the First Avenger. The Ooh, bottom nice. three, Age of Ultron, Thor the Dark World, and Iron Man 2. Lots of Age of Ultron in the bottom three list, which surprises me. I know that people I, didn't like it at I the time, the, but we've seen much worse. I will defend that and Thor the Dark World as being unfairly maligned. Thor the Dark World, I don't think is a terrible film. And um, Age, I mean, how could anyone hate a movie with Spider? Spider <laughs> makes yeah. everything Spider incrementally better. He is amazing as Ultron, <laughs> and you, and and you get um, fucking Quicksilver, yeah. albeit briefly. Absolute so, legend yeah. Luke James Human said the best are Thor: Love and Thunder, which surprised me. That's a movie that's Ooh, got no love. Two Captain that's a America weird Civil call. War and one Avengers: Infinity War. Uh, Julio from the Contrarians mentioned many times in this podcast said the best three are Infinity War, Civil War, and Endgame. I got to tell you, Julio, Endgame is not in my top three list. <laughs> of course, it's not. The movie has a plot like fucking Swiss cheese. The very much mentioned in this episode, Paul Prezula from the Countdown Podcast, absolute champion. He said his best are Infinity War, Guardians of the Galaxy, and The Avengers. That's a very good list. I can definitely Solid get Solid list, that. my friend. Solid list. Smiley Somali said he's going to go for some stinkers, but not from Phase 4 or 5. People forget that Phases 1 and 3 had some absolute howlers as well. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I 100% agree with you, Smiley. That is a bastion of crap. That would be in my bottom 10 of the MCU for sure. Iron Man 3 and Captain America Civil War. That's the one that I was like, Mary really? Poppins, yo! Ooh, that's crazy. All right, Dia Cole, her best were Winter Soldier, Ragnarok, and Age of Ultron. There you go, Dave. Someone who likes Age of Ultron. And the worst, Multiverse of Madness, No Way Home, and Endgame. Yes, that's a pretty decent worst list. (laughs) Good call. Multiverse was a fucking hot dirt. And No Way Home. How the hell anyone has No Way Home as one of the best films is beyond me. And that finally, film was a mess. Joey DiCarlo from the So Wizard podcast, he chimed in with the best Spider-Man No Way Home, Avengers Infinity War, oh, Captain America Winter Soldier, and the worst, okay. Age of Ultron, Incredible Hulk, and Eternals. <laughs> I, Shame I on you, yeah, DiCarlo! You're like me, I think, Dave. You're one of the few people out there who uh, quite like the Eternals. The only two good films in Phase 4 are Eternals and Black Widow. And they are both good films. Everything else in Phase 4, cinema-wise, the the shows were good, cinema-wise, fucking mediocre as shit. Love and Thunder was a mess. 
Black Panther were kind of forever fucking utterly forgettable. Multiverse of Madness was shit. No Way Home was a mess. <laughs> Shang-Chi was fucking dog's breakfast. All right. I can, I can give you my uh, top five. Uh, number one is Endgame for me. Uh, sorry. <laughs> what? In, sorry, Infinity War. Um, Jesus End, Endgame Christ. is my glass. Infinity War. <laughs> uh, number two is Guardians of the Galaxy. For sure. Yep. Uh, number three would be... God, I honestly don't think many of them are that good. Number three would, let's say... <laughs> Oh. You're in misery guts. No, I just, I just don't. Number three would be Thor. There you go. I like Thor. It's got Kat Dennings in it. The Brenner. Yeah. The, th- the first one. Yeah, yeah, the Brenner. first one. Yeah, I think the first Thor is the best one. I think the Taika Waititi ones have been fine, but not... I didn't love... The Ragnarok first Taika Waititi one was fine. Uh, number four, let's go with... Oh, fuck, I don't know. Uh, Homecoming. I do really like Homecoming. I love the reveal at the yep. end there with uh, Vulture and, and Spider-Man. And number five, let's go Doctor Strange, the first one. The second nice. one was shit. What about you, Dave? Oh, my God, was it? Um, yeah, Infinity War first, uh, um, closely followed by Winter Soldier, which I think is a really solid film. Um, and, yeah, I'd probably go the first Guardians as number three. Um, just sorting it through Letterbox because I've got the shows in there as well. Um, if we count... Short films, Werewolf by Night, it'd be up there. But um, have you have you seen Werewolf by Night? I've not. No. Oh, you would love it. You need to you need to watch that. You would really love it. Old school Hammer horror type stuff. Yeah, brilliant. Nice. I'll check it out. Um, alrighty. Uh, so we've got one, two, three. Um, we probably have. Uh, yeah, maybe Spider Man Homecoming. And then I've got a whole bunch on the same score, which is awkward. Um, <laughs> I was going to say Ragnarok, but I might say the first Avengers film, the Whedon yeah, okay. one. Yeah, the first one. I, th- cool. I, I, I think that's re- that was a really good, as, as the first ever of these kind of drawing all these threads together, I think he did a really good job. So there you go. I think that's five. I didn't count them, but... Well, there you go. That is our top five <clears throat> MCU films. Thank you to everybody who hopped onto the listening community and gave us, uh, you know, their feedback. And please, if you haven't already, then join up. It's 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 been fun so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, come 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 chat with come us. Come play. Come play. <laughs> come on in. The water's fine. <laughs> All right. Next week we're going to be getting to some horror. We're going to be checking out Thanksgiving yes. and Five Nights at Freddy's. So, I'm looking forward to one of those, the other <laughs> one I've seen. <laughs> and in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and X, all under the handle at wewatchedathing. Yeah, and don't forget you. the new listening community. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedathing and get access to our uh, bonus show, The Hunt for the Perfect Album which may be making an appearance here on the main feed soon. We've got to have a chat after the record. Better show than this. This show's (laughs) garbage compared to that show. Let me tell you, um, been getting a lot of love from some very, very famous people. All the best people are listening to it, so don't miss out. That's right. Bruce Springsteen, big fan. Who has not appeared on the show? Does not have a perfect album? No, not yet. And he still loves the show. Maybe it's just because he's he's trying to get in there. But 
know. So, yeah, in fact, we're, we're going to go record an episode on that right after this. So go check us out on Patreon, and we will catch you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>